I'm Sarah Elizabeth Smith, and this is the Theosophia Podcast, a platform for women's voices and theology. You can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theosophia, and consider donating to this Labor of Love project for women's empowerment. Happy Monday, everybody. I had a really wonderful weekend at the Q Christian Conference in Chicago. Got to meet a bunch of amazing folks doing some incredible work in the world. I can't wait to get some of them on the podcast to to share what they're up to, especially in regards to helping the church mend its wounds, become a safer place for LGBT folks. A couple notable folks I got to catch up with were singer-songwriter Jennifer Knapp, who was on the podcast last year, Lizbeth Melinda's Riviera from the Human Rights Campaign, and film producer Rocky Roggio, who is creating this really cool documentary about the LGBT quest for biblical truth, and many other amazing folks I can't wait to have on the podcast. So I had a little change in interviewees for the live podcast. The lovely Nicole Garcia could not make the conference due to an illness. We hope she's feeling better soon. So in her place, I had the honor and privilege to speak with the Bishop Karen Olavito, who I'm just going to start now calling Wonder Woman. Bishop Karen is the first openly gay bishop in the United Methodist Church. She oversees the Mountain Sky region, which includes all of Colorado, Wyoming, Montana, Utah, and a small portion of Idaho. That episode will air in, a, in several weeks, so y'all won't want to miss that one because Bishop Karen is so, so honest and authentic, and she shares her incredible story of priesthood and calling as a gay woman. Okay, y'all, it's time for round two with the Reverend Kristen Baer from the Episcopal Diocese of Oklahoma. This week, we talk about evangelism in the church. We talk specifically about evangelism as relationship and community building instead of the old traditions and histories of evangelism as colonization. We chat about the unique ways churches are evangelizing to their communities and how evangelism is a love-spreading difference as the church acting as the hands and feet of Christ. Hope y'all enjoy. Here's Reverend Kirsten. Let's get into evangelism. I'm fascinated about this topic. You have a lot of experience in this, so I think it'll be a really rich conversation. Um, So we thought evangelism would be a good thing to talk about because I think it's misunderstood very much. And in our culture today, I think people get this one image of what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote down just buzzwords. I thought about when I thought about the word evangelism, I thought about altar call, altar calls. Mm-hmm. I thought about religious tracks people leave yes. Yes. Um, or hand out. I thought about, missionaries sent to foreign countries to save other souls. Yeah. Um, and all of these fear tactics. Yeah. Just super kind of negative power moves, imperialism, colonization of one's body, of one's spirit. Uh, and I don't think, and yet the word means like, yeah. What does it mean? Sharing the good news. Um, it's pretty simple. Yeah. And yet you're right. It has been so abused that then um, a lot of people who I think have really good news to share 
are so hesitant to share it because they don't want to be that other thing. And I get that. Um, mm-hmm. That's real and valid. Um, but if we think that we have good news, um, then it has to be shared. And I think the good news, like you said, it isn't about saving souls or keeping people out of hell or making them like me, which I think is so much of what evangelism has unfortunately been, but it's about sharing what you're passionate about. And it's about sharing God's love. I think first and foremost is, um, at Grace Church, we have that tagline, God's love is for everyone, really no exceptions. Um, And yet we have to do the really no exceptions because the church has so often had exceptions and so often put limits on, on the good news of God's love. And, and so part of why I'm passionate about evangelism in a way, I guess, is saying, no, that's, that's not it, but there is something so beautiful and wonderful and life-giving about God and about the story of Jesus Christ. And, and I want people to know that not that they have to like, if someone doesn't want it, I'm not going to press it upon anyone. Um, I think this has to be done in relationship, but that we have something to share with a world that is um, full of a lot of hurt and darkness and mm-hmm. um, a lot of beauty as well. But yeah, I think that the church and particularly affirming and inclusive churches have good news to share that needs to be told. Yes. Yes. A hundred times. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think in the Episcopal church evangelism looks like? What are, what are things you see the church doing now? And I'm talking about our church. I don't, I mean, if you see other things, other churches, that's cool too. But what is the Episcopal Church doing that you think is helpful or not helpful? Or just- <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think our presiding bishop, Michael Curry, has been awesome about this. Yeah. Um, talking about the Episcopal branch of the Jesus movement and and love. Love is his kind of refrain yeah. on yeah, everything yeah, yeah. that he talks about. Um, and yet that's what we need um mm-hmm. you know it, it can sound cliche i guess but it's not we need to be about the work of loving on people meeting them where they are and i don't think the episcopal church always does a great job i think typically they we don't do a great job at evangelism um because we we're not about proselytizing in a way that is that fear mongering stuff that, Mm -hmm. but I often hear Episcopalians say, um, like they quote was possibly St. Francis, you know, share the good news and use words if you have to. Right. Yeah. And, and that's good. We should love others and be kind and with our actions and everything with our actions. Um, but at some point I think it's also, we have to share. I mean, St. Francis preached all over the place. Right, too. I was going to say, words are powerful. <laughs> right. And, and to put into context that we're doing this because we see God's image in all mm-hmm. people and because mm-hmm. we see the power of love in the world is an important thing to proclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the Episcopal Church is good about doing evangelism 
in relationship um, and having it not be, um, we're not going to go knock doors or hand out tracks, but hopefully we're raising up people who can um, be passionate about their faith and informed about their faith mm-hmm. and share with the people they're in relationship with why they're passionate about that. Mm-hmm. And, and just enter into conversations about meaning in life and, um, and have that openness that I think drew both of us to the mm-hmm. church. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of that is evangelism. It doesn't have to be, Oh, can, will you come to church with me this Sunday? It's about engaging in meaningful conversations with people mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. sharing your heart and where you're at um, to me is evangelism. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not about filling our pews or, um, it's about trying to be um, Christ in the world. I I love the word you kept using relationship, 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 relationship. Like, I don't know. That's the only place evangelism should be done. Yes. Yeah. Like, like, yes. Um, And there's something so, I think that's the biggest thing people miss when they get, that icky feeling of the word evangelism is that it seems the best word, honestly. And I learned this a lot at grad school is the word of colonizing. Like that's Mm -hmm. to me, like the old negative view of evangelism. That is what it evokes for me. Like someone coming in to change you and who you are and put I mean, on their own to values. Recognize that about our history. Like, yeah, it's a England, huge the Anglican church. Part. Yeah. has some really bad history around mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is important to recognize and name mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But the good of what I think is the good and right approach to evangelism, as you're saying, is in relationship, actually knowing somebody actually loving somebody. And it's not this love like, well, I am loving if I save their soul. No, 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 no. This is not about, I I just don't think it's a one-stop shop of I make this decision to ask Jesus into my heart and that's all there is to it. No, and if we believe that all, all truth and all beauty and all love in this world ultimately comes from God, then people, whether they're Christian or not, have something to teach us too. So we're, we're in yeah. relationship with people yes. expecting that they have something to teach us about God just as much as we have something to teach them. Go on. Um, even if they don't name it in the same way that we do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we should name our story. Mm-hmm. So if we are Christian and we have this lens through which to see the world and we have found grace and love through Jesus, then we should be able to talk about that in a yes. way. And if someone then is of another faith or no faith and has no interest in faith, you're still in relationship and friends. It has nothing to do with, mm-hmm. you're not in a relationship with someone to evangelize to them. Um, but I think that sharing our heart should be a part of what we what we do, particularly for people of faith. A hundred percent. And you don't enter into a relationship with people. At least I don't think you should say thinking 
or having the goal of I'm going to change you and make you have the same worldview as me. Right. Yeah. You go into a relationship, like you said, there's an exchange, there's a back and forth, there's getting to know and uh, learning from one another and living life together Mm -hmm. and making one another better. Yeah. And this, and what comes out of it is this fruit, the fruit of relationality and love is God's love, which you get to, it gets to go forth and do other good things. That's what evangelism looks like to me. Yeah. Or what I'm understanding you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, that's so different than how I grew up learning about it. Like it was so freaking uncomfortable. It's like, you need to go witness to somebody one person a week or whatever silly, you know, evangelical youth groups would try to make us do. And it was super uncomfortable and it felt counterfeit and it was so impersonal. And so shaming of so shaming. you all um, if you weren't doing it in the kind of save soul kind of way. But the, but too, this idea that there's one way to do these types of things. Yeah. Like I, I always say about my life and I've heard other theologians and, you know, women religious and priests say this, like my, my life is my prayer. My work is my prayer and how I live in the world and how I interact and how I have my relationships. It all has to do with me living out the gospel. Mm -hmm. So like evangelism is just like, I'm just being me. Like, if you know me, you know, I'm a person of faith. I care about um, my relationship with God. I care about the church. But yeah. why, why are these things have to be separate things? You know what I'm saying? Like, why, why would mm-hmm. I want to be, okay, we're going to have this one huge moment. We have this really emotional rock concert, and then we're going to go to the altar. And Yeah. And for some people that is life-changing, so I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to totally dismiss it. No, but, that's one way, but there's, but- but also trying to manipulate ways. the situation that we have to make that happen right. for people is, can be disingenuous. Um, yeah. And so you're right. I think evangelism for me just comes out of who I am. Um, I mean, obviously as a priest, that's pretty, if people know me at all, they know I'm religious, right? Because <laughs> yeah. Wearing a collar or if they ask me what I do um, right. right off the bat, Whereas I know other people like church and faith can be a hard topic to bring up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I are people who this is just so much of what we do and love and mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. about. Um, so I can honor that, that sometimes it is hard to, um, but that's why these should come up in relationships where it's just a natural part of who you are and getting to know someone and not, have you heard about Jesus? Let's talk through the, um, the mm-hmm. points on my little outline here. Um, so, and, and at the same time, like I'm, my husband, Tim is still at the church that we restarted. Like I am trying to grow a church and that is, um, so we're doing evangelism. Also, we do want people to come to church, right? Mm-hmm. But I still don't want people to be manipulated or to make it a, you have to come. It's that I find 
the community to be life-giving. I find the mm -hmm. sacraments to be life-giving for me. This is something that has fed us. It's where we find joy. It's where we find deep friendships. And so I want to invite people into that. And if people aren't interested, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I do want to share it because I do think there are people hungry for that. Mm. I think there are people hungry for a place of belonging, a mm. place where they experience God's love, where they can have those conversations about meaning and what do we, what is all of this life about and where they can dig into scripture. And I, I think there are still a lot of people looking for that, particularly looking for a place that is um, affirming and, you know, so many churches close people out, whether it's they're divorced or they're gay or whatever it might be. And we're really trying to create a place that isn't that, that looks mm -hmm. hopefully more like the kingdom of God than that. Yeah. Um, and so I guess I do some more regular evangelism of inviting people as well. And I think that's an important part of, yeah. of my faith and particularly my role as a priest is to try and be a community builder and right. bring people in, um, so, so it's a both and I, yeah. that's not my agenda with, with everyone I meet, but if I, right. but I want to open that door if someone is looking for it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. I think community building is another good word to think about with uh, evangelism, uh, being in relationship together and doing coming together to do the rituals, doing the sacraments. Yeah. I mean, church, obviously I'm a church nerd and church has been like my whole life. It's just, it's been the place where I find some of the deep friendships. And when I've gone through difficult times, it's where I have found comfort and people who see me and my family. So what are, well, we what are little... talk about what it is, we, yeah. but it's sharing the good news and relationship and inviting people into, um, community. What, or... are you... yeah. what are unique ways you see the Episcopal church doing that though? Like particular things? I mean, I don't know. I, I can be kind of critical of the church and think we could do a lot better job sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know that I think we're doing great at it. <laughs> But I mean, think about like ways Grace, I think you got, Grace has done some really cool things. Like everyone's a theologian, our little hub theology. Yeah, yeah, gatherings. Okay. I, yeah, I can talk about those things. Yeah, those, those types of things. <laughs> you don't have to get really meta and like <laughs> you can yeah. bring it down. Okay. Well, yeah. And Grace, part of the way we try and invite people into community is to to be in the community. Like it's been mm -hmm. important to us to um, just when we move to Yukon, tell people know that we're there. If people yeah. are searching like, and by getting out and meeting people like Tim does office hours at um, restaurant and bar has holy happy hour, like mm -hmm. kind of some of it is breaking stereotypes mm -hmm. of, can you go have a beer with a priest? And, mm -hmm. um, and then like the, everyone's a theologian that eat kind of pub theology thing of um, bringing people in to that space. That's already comfortable, more comfortable than yeah, church. Right. Already doing that too. Right. And having those conversations about meaning and life and all sorts of things that people just 
automatically are curious about and talking about. And um, so, yeah, some of it is just trying to share that church is full of normal people. Mm -hmm. um, And I mean, we're weird too, but, and then trying to reach out to our community in a way that we're making a love spreading difference. Mm-hmm. It's not just about meeting at the church and it being about us, but about going out. And so we do things like laundry love where we go and um, wash people's clothes once a month because that's one of the things that gets cut when your budget's tight mm-hmm. and gives people dignity. And, and so all those things, like that's what being the church is, is going mm-hmm. out and um, building relationships in your community. We work closely with different nonprofits in the community who are doing good work and trying to partner with others who are already doing some of this love spreading difference and doing all that we can to be the hands and feet of Christ um, Mm. in intangible ways that, that make a difference in people's lives. So Mm -hmm. um I, I think that is evangelism too. That's that evangelism, um, the action side of it, right? That mm-hmm. people are hungry for. And some people, we have people who go with our team to youth and family services to the shelter there um, and have come to church a few times, but church isn't maybe really their thing, but they want to be connected to that community. And so they go with Grace to do some of those things. And so they're a part of the church, mm-hmm. even though they don't come to church. Really. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah that's really cool i love those how we offer those different opportunities um because the church isn't just one thing either right the church can show up in the bar the church can show up at the pride parade yeah um the uh check festival whatever right (laughs) right yeah (laughs) we try and do stuff that's just people having fun together and yeah some of my favorite moments of church are like our small group just having Mm -hmm. dinner together and kids running around acting crazy and Mm -hmm. um just doing life together so Mm -hmm. and then being there when people need help too like visiting hospitals and um bringing meals and all those things i think the church does well Mm -hmm. Um, i don't know if all that i guess that all qualifies as evangelism right yeah. Just being ourselves and sharing our hearts and being the church. And like you said, like evangelism can't just be, it can't just be saying stuff. Like there has to be action and there has to be theology. There always has to be theology and ethics, you know? Mm-hmm. There's things we believe in, but there's things that we do because we believe them. And I, I like, we can't, not have both. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where they inform each other. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But I think it's, it's super important to be intentional about the ways in which we go about what we're doing. And that's the ethical piece is how do we practice them? What Mm -hmm. we believe and practicing, you know, things out of, guilt and shame, I don't think are very helpful, healthy, or productive in, in understanding your faith 
with God or being in a relationship with others. I don't think that's a good, healthy way to start anything. No, I can see that. The fruit of, I mean, I just hear so many stories of people that have been shamed and hurt Mm -hmm. in church. Um, And it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And and so I see why people give up on church and are done with it. Um, I get it. It breaks my heart at the same time because that's not, been my primary experience of, mm-hmm. um, but I can understand. Yeah. I just think like creating a new narrative of how, how this functions, <laughs> it's really helpful. And of how evangelism functions. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think that's the part that scares a lot of people or gives Christianity a really bad name or reputation. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've had bad experiences of evangelism, (laughs) people trying to evangelize me. Um, And it's, it goes from awkward to abusive, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so I hate that. I feel like we're constantly having to make up for people that have ruined some of this for us. (laughs) Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I have to claim my role in in it too. But mm-hmm. it should be so simple, right? Like share mm-hmm. the love of God with the people around you. Mm-hmm. And yet we've, which isn't a simple task. That I mean, no. that that takes a lot of work, right? But the good news and sharing evangelism, it it should never involve fear and manipulation and. Mm-mm all the terrible stuff that has happened. So, yeah. And again, there's not one way to do it. No. And that's good and beautiful and important. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and some of the relationships that I think have made me grow most in my faith are people that are not Christian, right? Like we have a lot to learn from people, um, all people. And so, Mm -hmm. and I think too, like, Tim talks about it in terms of like short game and long game. Like there's a seed you might plant that you might not see the fruits of it until years later. I've had friends tell me, you know, Sarah, you've really changed the way I thought about faith and made me start thinking about it more. And Mm -hmm. thank you for that. Yeah. They might not even be church going folk, but they might just feel a little less trauma when they think about, yeah, they've Their seen spirituality, it. you know, someone who faith is important to who's been kind and loving and um, that that right there is evangelism mm-hmm. just being um, a loving presence. Yeah. And again, that's relationship, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. about a conversion moment or a moment. It's about. I think we should start each day. How can I be open to God's movement in my life and um, in the lives of those around me? And that takes a lifetime, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a one size fits all for everybody. It's we'll all grow in relationship. And hopefully I hope with all my heart that people see God's love in me. You know, it won't always be that way, (laughs) (laughs) but that. I can spread a little bit of that in the world. Yeah. And I was going to say, shoot, I need evangelism. Yeah. I need, I need this gospel shared with me. 
every day. Yeah. Every day. Like I need its power. I need it to be reminded. I need love and community and relationship every freaking day. Yeah. Like looking around the the world is a scary place, particularly mm-hmm. I mean, everybody says particularly now, it's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um we're just living now. So it's hard. <laughs> it feels a lot heavier. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to know that love is going to win in the end mm-hmm. um, and that there's hope and, mm-hmm. and everything that happens. And that's what I believe with all my heart, but you're right. I need some, some days I don't and I need somebody else to proclaim it for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I need somebody to remind me that, that God is here in all of this. And that Jesus lived in an even worse time, I would say, and conquered it, right? Like, I need to know that, um, that love wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. Heck yeah. Thank you again, Reverend Kirsten, for sharing your story and helping us think differently about evangelism in the church today. This is a topic that needs more discussion and consideration from the church, and I think this fresh perspective is a wonderful start to breaking stereotypes of the church and making it more accessible and welcoming to folks. So thank you so much for your leadership and your example for ministers and lay people of what God's love looks like in the world and on the ground. And again, I'm so thankful to have you as my mentor in my life and to walk the ordination path with you as my guide. Join us next week as I sit down with Reverend Brittany Hanlon, the first black woman to be ordained in the Iowa Conference of the United Church of Christ. Have a great week, everyone, and be sure to check us out on all the social media sites and visit our Patreon page. Peace.